Welcome to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I, we've got a lot of news to cover, uh, one, some of it including um, aliens, you know, the possibility of extraterrestrials. And, you know, all of this talk about aliens, it really makes me empathize with some of the people at SETI and some of the other people who are trying to, you know, broadcast uh, broadcast out signals uh, with little hope of anybody else listening, because that's that's essentially what we're doing here. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, alien to the show this week. Um, Gabe, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. It's been a while. We had you on back back in season one, as, as we like to call it. But but anyways, yes, as Joe was saying, we've got lots of news to cover this week, uh, some about UFOs and some a- possible aliens. Um, we'll be talking about the major disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, with a train derailment, and we'll be concluding with Nikki Haley's official announcement for her run to president. So, Joe, why don't we jump right into it? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, as I was talking about with the uh, UFOs, uh, we have, uh, after the military uh, shot down that uh, suspected uh, Chinese spy balloon in Myrtle Beach, uh, they have reportedly shot down three additional objects uh, whose uh, origins remain uh, publicly unknown. On February 10th, an F-22 shot down a car-sized object over Alaska. Uh, the next day, uh, another F-22 shot down a, uh, a cylindrical object over uh, North Canada. And then finally, uh, the day after that, so February 12th, uh, an F-16 shot another unidentified object over Lake Huron near uh, Michigan. So, you know, a lot of a lot of interesting happenings here. Uh, we have, according to the Time magazine, uh, experts say that NORAD was previously focused on tracking fast-moving objects that generated a lot of heat, making it easy to miss slow-moving targets, uh, relatively, you know, cooler, uh, slow-moving targets with uh, unidentifiable means of propulsion. Uh, it seems to be all the rage that many people are speculating on uh, why why it is that we're we're finding these things and we're shooting them down. Um, and you know, our, the origins of them seem seem to be uh, a mystery to uh, the military as well to us. So, with uh, much of the speculation coming out uh, about these being, uh, you know, extraterrestrial in origin, uh, we have uh, audio from uh, General Van Herrick, uh, who uh, said he uh, he was open to the possibility of thinking that these might be extraterrestrial. So. Here it is for you. Uh, Because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything. Uh, at this point, we continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. I feel like the reporter almost asked that as a joke. Well, well, do you think that it could be <laughs> aliens? And he said, well, you never know. I don't know if that's the answer she was looking for. But yes, the White House has now come out saying that there's no evidence to suggest that these UFOs were extraterrestrial in origin, which comes a day after this um, audio clip where Van Herk said that he wouldn't rule anything out. Um, so the big question is, why are we using $150 million planes to shoot $400,000 missiles to completely annihilate these mysterious objects? I mean, with the Chinese balloon, they said, we, we got to let it float and study it. But as soon as they're like, oh, we don't know what it is, boom, out of the sky to smithereens. 
No, yeah, no, like, like, absolutely. If this was really, you know, spy spyware, uh, which the Chinese have have denied, uh, you know, they have said that it was not a spy satellite, but instead a uh, a civilian uh, meteorolo- meteorological gathering uh, satellite or balloon. And uh, we 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 shot it down. We blew it up uh, completely. I know we were talking about the intention of the military uh, salvaging it, but it seems that their efforts have have really proven they haven't been able to come up with anything. And same with uh, with these three other mysterious UFOs that uh, we've apparently shot down. Van Herrick uh, once again is sort of saying that like these aren't uh, necessarily alien in origin. However, they're uh, being discovered now because. Because of the Chinese balloon, we are fine-tuning our radar to detect these slow-moving, uh, cooler targets that uh, have largely gone unnoticed until then. Um, but you know, if that's the case, if we're so obviously sure that uh, you know these aren't really these are simply there, why are we why are we sending like you said all of this money in jets and missiles to go and shoot down and completely obliterate beyond any uh, possibility of salvaging what it is that we destroyed? Uh, why are we why are we doing that? And I don't know. It seems to me it seems to me well, there, there's a lot of people in power that have a lot riding on the fact that people remain focused on, you know, what's in the sky. I keep asking mm-hmm. asking these. Uh, so so have you ruled out the possibility of aliens yet? Questions. <laughs> yeah, I do think people might people hear the word UFO and they immediately assume aliens. But that's really not what a UFO is. It's just an mm-hmm. unidentified flying object. That could be anything. That could be someone that some random person shot into the air or some other country so just because the word ufo is being slung around does not necessarily mean aliens and it <laughs> there's no cause for immediate concern i suppose the funny thing is it, it, it remains unidentified if we just go and blow it up yeah. right like we're, we're not even like we're, we we have given up any any hope of trying to salvage these things to figure out oh what they are it's just like no unidentified flying objects send up the f-22s have them splash a couple more balloons add to their kill record that only consists of balloons <laughs> And uh, you know we'll we will uh, keep everybody thinking that oh there's UFOs coming there's UFOs coming mm-hmm. yeah you've obviously got a lot of people jumping into um, sort of conspiracy theories and oh what's going on and there's not much connecting any of this it's just weird what so first there's a Chinese balloon and then they're like oh well it turns out there were four more of these recently and we just we just kind of missed them and we're only now announcing them and then within what a week maybe two weeks of us discovering that balloon, there's like, oh, yeah, we've just shot down three more objects that we have no idea what they were. And it's just really strange. And like you said, it seems like it's certainly possible that people have a lot riding on watching the sky. You're listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Joe and Kendall, joined by Gabe Gaynor. Um, As we said, a lot of people are focusing on the sky, um, and it seems that uh, some, some of the stuff that's been happening on the ground is being passed over a little bit. So, on February 3rd, as I'm sure you've heard about by now, um, around 9 p.m. a train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, a village of about 5,000 residents, um, about 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. Um, on February 6th, so three days later, the authorities performed a controlled release of the toxic materials, um, which essentially consisted of them burning everything else off to supposedly prevent an explosion. Um, a preliminary report from the EPA chief is expected by the end of February. So this took place on February third, and they'll they'll have a report out in a month. In a month, at least it's at least it's the shortest month. You know, if it were the end of March, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yes, it's come out that the the spill and uh, possibly some aspects of the controlled burn as well killed uh, three and a half thousand fish 
and the seven miles of stream that it directly affected. Um, and according to Ohio's EPA, testing had detected two chemical contaminants in Ohio River tributaries, uh, but they say that the water treatment process should filter the contaminants out. We've, we know that there is a, a plume moving down the Ohio River, so our all of our neighboring states, state departments, and our Senko are in constant communication about the location of the plume. We think it's um, on its way around Huntsville or Huntington, West Virginia now. And so all of those water systems are in constant communication on when it may uh, be at their intake, and they're either shutting down and or using the treatment available that they have on site. So, You know, that's, like, absolutely, like, incredible because that was a uh... – that was from earlier this morning, and uh, I have not found any major news publication uh, that has commented on that. Like, you'd think that, oh, there's chemical contaminants that are moving down the Ohio River Basin, which, you know, supplies about 10% of the continental United States with their drinking water. you think that'd be bigger news, and, like, you know, I'm not seeing that anywhere. Uh, and, you know, this kind of goes into what happened with... Uh, uh, Evan Lambert of a news station who was arrested during the news conference uh, about the incident. Um, the charges, however, were later dismissed, but it is weird that like while this was going on, you had reporters mm -hmm. on the ground getting uh, seized and, and arrested by, by police. Mm -hmm. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio came out um, and was talking about it. He said in a statement on February 13th that it was a complex environmental disaster that would require long-term study with questions about the braking system, the durability of the repair parts, the transportation department's regulatory approach to the rail system. We've got some audio of that here. We've been really hammering them on what the acceptable safety levels are uh, for the drinking water in East Palestine. We've yet to get the answers that we want, and so we're continuing to follow up on that. Why have we gotten into a position where we're having hundreds of train derailments every year in this country when we just spent a trillion dollars on infrastructure? This stuff should be becoming less likely, uh, not happening as frequently as it is. Mm -hmm. If it were unclear in the first part of that clip, he was talking about the EPA. They've been... Um, the, nat the federal EPA, they've been grilling them, trying to get, get answers, and they just don't have any, which, um, say what you will about the federal government, but when your entire department's um, job is to protect the environment and you can't get stats like these out of how dangerous that this actually is, um, it's pretty concerning. Fortunately, you know, we have a Department of Transportation in our federal government who, you know, will take care of these things. Um, here is the audio clip from Pete Buttigieg um, a few days after the event. This is, this is what he had to say. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. No, I did not play the wrong audio clip. That's literally all he came out and said after after this uh, tragedy started getting some traction. Um, a couple days ago, he finally came out um, in a tweet and said that I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It is important that families have access to useful and accurate information. And that's that's about it that's about all he's done <clears throat> well you know i will i will give him that i think that uh these families should be supplied with this uh you know uh useful and accurate and up-to-date information that apparently they're just not getting like mm -hmm. you know this uh, a lot of the stuff like i have had to just to do some research on this preliminary like on a prelim preliminary basis i've had to sort of go in um 
and and see some like primary source stuff of people who are on the ground in East Palestine. I just think it's it's absurd that you have no major publications mm-hmm. commenting on what is, uh, at least of this chemical vinyl chloride, this is the worst disaster of vinyl chloride in the history of the country. A lot of people are saying that this is the biggest chemical disaster in the country just mm-hmm. because of the scope of the amount of people it could potentially affect. And you have not a single news outlet talking about this. You don't have, uh, and that's even coming from both sides of the aisle. You have, I haven't seen anything about this, uh, at least that's not superficial about like mm-hmm. oh a timeline of what happened uh anything anything deeper than that from you know cnn but also from fox news and uh you know it, it's just it's very strange that it, it seems to be uh the case that uh you have a lot of flip-flop with these people that are always trust the science trust the government and then finally you have this ecological disaster that is objectively an ecological disaster uh, and it's it seems to be the fault of the government, the fault mm-hmm. of whoever decided that it was it was we needed to burn this uh, this chemical uh, to clear the railways railways and uh, you know a, a a deafening silence I would say from mm-hmm. all these environmentalist types. Yeah, I'm from Ohio, and so this is literally near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I would like to know that there's so many there are so many unanswered questions at this point, like why the train even derailed in the first place. And, you know, they, they burnt all this into the sky. Was that the right move? You know, or is that causing mm-hmm. even greater environmental problems? And perhaps is that why we're not hearing more about it? The government might be, you know, mm-hmm. distancing themselves from yeah. it. There's been a lot of uh, talk thrown around that perhaps the Department of Transportation actually relaxed some of their um, restrictions on railways and rail companies um, here in the past couple of years that could have contributed to this disaster. Um, it's really no secret that most conservatives aren't big fans of the administrative state and all these administrative agencies. But at least the the counterargument is that um, there's so many scopes of technology and government that um, you know an elected an elected Congress can't can't legislate everything. So we we delegate to these these other agencies, and they're supposed to be the experts. They're supposed to know what's going on. And you have disasters like this happen, and the EPA says, "Well, we'll figure it out in a month." And the tra- Department of Transportation says, "Well." Too many of the construction workers are white. I mean, what what's the point? What's the point? What are they What are they doing to help? Well, you know, I think we we all have family. I I know I do. I know yeah. So everybody here, I think, has family in in Ohio, and a lot of a lot of that is uh, on two fronts. You know, you have East Palestine, uh, them burning this vinyl chloride, which uh, is uh, from a chemical standpoint, it does uh, turn into hydrogen chloride in the atmosphere when it's burned in this manner. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are fearing this uh, sort of uh, this actual acid in the in the atmosphere and the effects that that will cause on the wildlife as well as the people. Um, but also, you know, from from the standpoint of just the contaminants in the drinking water um, and the fact that, like, we're not at all getting any sort of uh, a mass uh, accurate information that is being communicated to people uh, who have family who have uh, or mm-hmm. are, are directly affected to the about uh, by this because I mean it's a large percentage of just Americans in general I'm sure have no people or our people uh, in that sort of uh, influenced mm-hmm. area that is uh, affected by the Ohio River Basin um, that are completely in the dark now because uh, you know there seems to be this big media blackout about what's what's really going on here mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's much worse that there's just no answers. I would much rather them come out and say, yeah, this could be very bad for the drinking supply. Stop drinking the water. Even if it turns out that that was probably too strong of a reaction, um, I'd rather people, you know, be prepared. Or if they say, if they came out quickly and were like, yeah, this was scary, but 
um, the drinking water will be all right and we've got it we've got it handled. But when they're just not saying anything, um, it really makes you question: is is it safe? And they're just not saying, or do they know? That's the that's the first question it jumps to. If they're not saying anything, is do they even know what's going on? Well, it's a little bit reminiscent of what happened in Flint, if you guys remember about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had issues with the water. This time it was it was lead in the, their water. But the government never, like, said anything until the very last minute. Like, I remember it being a strict sort of, like, don't drink the water. It wasn't, like, a lead-up to that because there weren't any, like, effective... And again, you know, this was a, a, a departmental government issue about, you know, people not correctly uh, uh, ma- uh, maintaining these, uh, these pipe systems that were uh, facilitating the drinking water. But I remember it being very much like in a day, the government was like, don't drink the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would recommend that, like, you know, I, I don't think that you want to get to that point where you've been drinking the water, you've been drinking the water, and then the government's like, uh-oh, you know, don't drink the water. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If you if you have family or whatever in that sort of 10% of, of the population area, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to stockpile on uh, some cases of water before before the mass hysteria. You've been listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Kendall and Joe. Gabe, I hear that there's once again another play coming up. I think this is what we talked about last time you were on, but you've got some details for that? (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, this is a spring musical. It's called She Loves Me, uh, and it's going to be performing uh, starting on March 1st, that Wednesday through Sunday. And it's a a nice breath of fresh air. It's a very um, wholesome show, very good music, uh, written by the same people who did Fiddler on the Roof. So it's there's a lot of great choreography and dancing along with great music. So it's going to be a nice show. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Speaking of great dancing and music, we had the Hillsdale College hosted their annual President's Ball this this past week. And Joe, I I think I saw both of you there. Did you guys did you guys have a good time? Well, you know, I think that it was a it was a grand old time. You know what the theme of this President's Ball was? What's that? It was it was it was Met Gala, which I didn't quite understand because like typically typically Met Gala sets their own theme. That is like, true. Typically, like typically like if you if you see Met and which is a little bit, you know, uh the 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 political philosophy of many of the people at Hillsdale seems to contradict many of the uh, common goers to the Met Gala, I would say. But uh my other sort of issue with that would be like you know, typically Met Gala sets their own theme, and like the people who go to Met Gala follow that theme. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know what the broad theme of Met Gala meant. I think it was just dress nice, and that's what I did. Yep. Yeah, yep. Well, you know, I don't know if you remember a year ago or so, uh, AOC came out with that infamous tax the rich dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't, you can't wear that. At, <laughs> you, yeah. Well, this, at, at the press ball, I saw someone who was wearing a dress that said taxation is theft. So it was, was pretty good. It was I pretty saw good. that. I saw that. I thought Very it was just a, I thought it was just a copy of AOC's dress. And I was like, okay, that's not that clever, but it was, it was pretty good. Now jumping straight into a double segue talking about president's ball into Nikki Haley's official announcement um, for president. This is I was frankly extremely surprised. Who could have known that she was going to announce for president? <laughs> um, we talked about this last week, I think. Um, she's made it pretty clear, but here's some, here's some audio of that. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. <laughs> I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Man, that really once makes me want to vote for for Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't I don't even know what what possesses you. Like I know she was she set this whole timeline. She said she was going to make a big announcement, and you know on on that day, uh, she does make the announcement that everybody's expecting. 
But like with everything going on with this stuff with East Palestine, with, you know, the UFOs, just the stuff that we've talked about today, like this is just going to fade into obscurity so mm-hmm. fast. Nobody yeah. is going to remember this. I saw I saw, uh, you know, she she originally posted this on like a live stream and uh, it had live viewer counts and I did mm-hmm. not see it like tick above 2000 people <laughs> like nobody Nobody knows. Like I would, I would guarantee you, if you asked if anybody knows that if Nikki Haley is running for president, they wouldn't be able to answer you because mm. no one, no one knows. And we <laughs> talked about on the show how like she was uh, pulling in uh, for people who would give her the Republican nominee or nomination at uh, uh, it was like three percent tied with mm-hmm. Marco Rubio, mm-hmm. like literally being beat out by. Uh, uh, both DeSantis and Mike Pence, who firmly announced that he is not running for president. <laughs> so are you, as a person who have, have announced your candidacy, are literally being beat in the polls by someone who said they won't be running for president? I could see this taking a bit of a Democrats in 2020 turn of. In 2020, you had Tulsi Gabbard, who was the most centrist. Um, obviously, she ended up leaving the Democratic Party. Um, running. And then you had Joe Biden, who liked to pretend he was centrist, but was fairly far on the left. And then you had um, Bernie Sanders and way, way on the left. Um, So it seems like that could be what's shaking up with the Republican primaries with Nikki Haley being, she likes to act like a staunch Republican, but she's also fairly establishment, fairly close to the center. Trump, you've obviously got considered, I don't even know if I would call him far right, but anti-center right, definitely. Um, And then it could, it could turn out that, um, Ron DeSantis ends up somewhere in the middle, but I guess we'll have to see how that all shakes out. Well, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of Elephants in the Room, and we hope, just like those those poor souls reaching out to all the extraterrestrial life, that, that somebody can hear us, that somebody's listening. We hope that you tune back in next week. You've been listening to Elephants in the Room. Elephants in the Room.